0: Hello and welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade po- Podcast. <laughs> Gone wrong already. Welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marlin, alias
1: Vertvik. I'm Sean Holly, aka Sean Holly. How are you, Victor Marlin? You're right.
0: You're right. I'm hey. better than I was. Hey. hey. I'm what better than COVID, I was because you? after the last podcast, about a couple of days afterwards, I got dun, 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 COVID. I don't know where I got it from. Work, probably, because I don't ever see anyone. Don't go to places that are crowded with no masks on and stuff. Must have got it from work. The same week, about three or four other people got it. It's doing the rounds again, that stupid thing.
1: Yeah, a lot of people got it at our work. So wife's got
0: it right now. Oh, my gosh, you're right. When she was with me, right, she didn't stay away. We were cuddling up on the sofa, watching. And I said, you're not worried about it? She said, no, no, it should be okay. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Didn't get it. And we had a... Um, her cousin was getting married, a cousin we really like as well, really nice people. And we wanted to go to... We were invited to the wedding in Brighton that weekend. I had three three days off, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, off that weekend. I got COVID on the Wednesday before and Thursday, and I was ill for the weekend. But I was still um, double-lining it back then. And Tor- I said to Tori, are you going to be okay to go to English? So I've been doing all the tests, it been negative, negative, negative. She drove to a, a PCR drive through which is the proper test, which really tells you. And she left in, in that night and stayed in a hotel. She had the results the next morning, negative. So she was safe to go to the wedding. Nothing. She didn't have any, any symptoms whatsoever. Negative, 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 all over. Two weeks later, she gets it. We went to a White Lies concert a couple of days ago. And people weren't wearing masks there, but we were in a corner on our own. But I suppose it's in the air, isn't it? And she got it, and okay. I've already had it now, so I'm going to get it for a while if I'm going to get it again anyway. But we're usually careful with masks and stuff, and she didn't see She sees even less people than I do. She works from home. I will not trust them that way. She's okay. She's had both the, the main jams. She hasn't had a booster because we have to go back to England to get our stuff because the Scotland NHS is slightly different. So you have to go back to, you have to nip back into the border to get a, a jab. She didn't have a booster. But hmm. she's probably feeling about the same as I did. Really run down, really tired. Sore legs, headaches, little bit of a sore throat. But it's mainly being out of breath most of the time. Mm. Not yeah, not as better. bad as make you, you'd have to go on oxygen or anything silly like that, which can happen if you haven't had, you know, the, the jabs and something mm. you get it bad. But she's just feeling more annoyed than anything. She's got it, and I was the same thing. I was like, oh goodness sake! Couldn't go to that wedding, which I quite fancied. Couldn't do anything at home, really. It's too weak. You sort of go up the stairs, and you're like, <sighs> I need to sit down for a bit now. So, yeah, I couldn't really do much.
1: Oh, so that was a
0: pain good. in the back. So I've, well, at least i got out of the way now, I suppose. Um, and it wasn't as bad as a lot of people have been getting, so I'm lucky. So that yeah. was, uh, yeah, <coughs> bit of a bit of a bum ache, that one. Oof. Oof. Not good at all. But I'm still, even two weeks later now, If I'm doing a bit, I was doing a bit of housework the other day over the weekend, and normally I just sort of go and do the whole lot, do the hoovering, do the kitchen, you know, take the rubbish out, do a bit of DIY, whatever I had to do. No problem at all carrying a day, but I did a few things like, I'm going to have a lie down now. I needed to sit down for a bit. It's like being a pension. It's like, oh, I better have a sit down. I better have a sit down now and a biscuit and a cup of tea. Oh, dear. So it it does take it out of you, and it sort of lasts for quite a while as well. But luckily, I've got none of the other lasting symptoms. Like, no, I haven't lost my sense of smell or sense of taste. Mm. So that's good, which is lucky.
1: But yeah, that was a pain in the backside, that one. Hmm. If, if you've got it at our work, but I'm I'm dodging it. I haven't got it yet. You so. had it
0: early on, though, didn't you? And you've been bo- you've been boosted and all that lot.
1: Yeah, but other people have had it three times. Three really? Times. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: That's what working with the public does, isn't it? There. Yeah, it's bad enough working with people I work with. Meh. Got promoted at work.
1: <laughs> Did you?
0: Yes, I am now the milling production manager. Oh,
1: I'm which basically means
0: sweeping, sweep, not sweeping the floors anymore. No, no, not anymore. But basically means I still do the same job, but instead of management deciding what work is feasible to do and not knowing what the hell they're on about, they come and ask me first. and I say yes or. No, we can't do that. We haven't got the bits to do that. We haven't got time to do that. Or yes, we can do that, but order these things and give me enough time to do it.
1: Yeah, hey, that's good. Well yeah.
0: done. So hopefully, hopefully it'll make everyone else's life a little bit easier. Hmm. We'll see. Well done, man. So that's alright. Yeah, it's okay. I've started another little project. Shall yes. I show you part I'll show you part of it on the on the little camera here? Look at that, Sean. Can you see that? Oh, is it, is it a letterbox? It looks like a letterbox. I need a letterbox. That, have you ever heard of... It's it's not a Nintendo. It's made by Sharp, I think, but an FS1. Is no. it an FS1? FS1. FM1. I can't remember now. Basically, it's a portable TV with a SNES in the top of it. Oh, yeah. And that bit there, that little sort of triangle thing I've made, is going to go on... The, I've got a little 10-inch portable TV here, donated by one of our lovely listeners.
1: It was Bill Wellam, and he is an absolute darling.
0: Lovely little 10-inch TV. I'm going to cut a hole in the top of the TV and make... That is only a prototype, that thing of 3D print. I, I designed that myself and printed it, and it looks like it's going to work. But that is the top bit that goes on there, and you put your cartridges in the top of it, and there's a couple of switches and stuff there. So I'm going to put a bootleg SNES inside that TV with ports at the front for the controller, so you'll have a portable SNES inside a TV. Oh, wow. I have seen them. I've, I've you seen know, them. You know how much they are? They're about 800 to £1,200 pounds to buy because they're Japanese only. You've got to get them imported from Japan and get them sent over. That costs a fortune if you can even find one. So they're really nice little bits of kit. But it's going to be my own version of it. It's going to be lovely.
1: Really oh, getting into that, that is a good project. So those so. one, ones that are on the back burner, they're on the real back burner now. Them oh, projects. yeah. There
0: are a couple of back burners back.
1: they ones. In next House's back burners. Do you know the.
0: Portable bar top I made, the CRT one. Yeah. That's actually finished now. Because I, nice. I put I put some sound in it as well. It's the only thing that needed, needed doing that. I think I put some feet on the bottom, but that's it done. Finished. And the next one of those is going to be a Vectrex one.
1: So what have you put in this one, a Raspberry Pi?
0: <laughs> no, in that one is a, a RGB Pi. So it's a, it's a Raspberry Pi in there, a Pi 3, with a jammer... Uh, it's not a jammer, it's 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 an adapter which takes RGB ground and sync from the Pi to an arcade monitor and the sound as well. So it's actually got sound in it now, so it's finished. It's finished. I've got to put some more ROMs on it, I think, that'll be about it. It's done. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Talking about 3D printing stuff, I've also finished printing my Mr. Multi-System case. Right, better explain this. Listeners who've listened before... Me talking about the multi-system the multi-system is a board you add a d10 nano 2 which is the main heart of a mister and it's got the ram already built into it it's got a switch built into it it's got scart built into it and a bunch of other stuff that you normally have to buy separately yeah. and basically you buy that bit and you had an option to buy the case to go with the 3d printed case and at the time i thought i'll make my own case a 3D printed one always looks a little bit rough because 3D printing is still a little bit rough compared to, you know, molding and manufacturing and machining. I thought I'll leave that. I'll make my own one. I'll get the, I'll get the solid models and I'll make my own case for it. But the solid models haven't really been released. One well, not ones I can use anyway. So in the end, I thought right I'll print it myself because if you want to print it yourself, the files are available for free. But it takes a long time. I think the bottom one took the bottom part of it. The main books, took 16 hours to print. And the top half took 18 hours to print, so I had to leave it overnight. Wow. Wow. But it's printed really nicely. But the top is, as I said, a little bit sort of rough on the edges. So what I'm going to do is file it and sand it a little bit. And I might paint it, give it a nice mm. sort of glossy exterior. But it looks really good. I'm really pleased with that. It took a long time. I've got a few little bits. I've got little buttons to print, which should take about half an hour. And that'll be done then. So that's pretty good. I'm pleased with that, really pleased. My, my printer has been absolutely top-notch doing stuff like that. It's been really good. I also have been testing out a few things to get rid of. I'm trying to purge some of my stuff here because I've got too much. Too much stuff, I want to get rid of it. New house and all that sort of stuff, and I want to get rid of a load of stuff. Um, I want to sell them. I don't want to make a profit on them. don't want to make loads of money on them, I just want to get rid of them, sell them for what they're worth, maybe a bit less. If any friends and family, whatever, want them stuff, I'll do them a good deal. I've got two Commodore 64Cs, the later Commodore 64, because I've got a really nice bread bin that Mr. Porty gave me. So I'm going to get rid of those yes. two. I've got a brand new, hardly used, Coleco Flashback, which was the sort of modern version with a load of games built into it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never... I think I've, I've played, like, three games on it. Never really used it. I've got an Atari 2600 Junior, which has been composite modded. Um, and it's got everything with it, controllers, power supply, cartridge, everything. I've got a boxed Game & Watch I need to get rid of. I've got a Mega Everdrive X3, because I bought the X5, the next one up. I've got a boxed Ouya. Remember that one?
1: Yeah, the wow. Ouya that
0: wow. It's a pretty good little thing. Yeah. The thing with the Ouya is people have soft modded it, and you can still use it nowadays, because you normally have to be attached to the internet to use it. Mm-hmm. I think people have made it made it so you can adjust the firmware or something. They basically hacked it so you can put games on it. So it plays quite nicely. It's a little tiny. It's only about three inches square. It's a little cube thing. But I've, I never only really use it, and the controller's really nice with it as well. So if anyone wants to buy any of these things,
1: I'll sell them for cheap. Just get in touch. Didn't they? Was Wasn't the Ouya so light that they put weights in the bottom of it? Yeah, there was, was a little metal a weight in the bottom. Yeah, there's nothing in it. To make it feel more sturdy and. I think it's. I think
0: it's basically a Android system.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bit
0: underpowered now, but it's yeah, yeah. A, I mean, you can play simple indie games on it. Bit I of a think curious. I had, Bit of a I think curious. I had. Had some good little games. I can't remember what I don't now. I bought a few games for it, and a few you could download. But they're, they're good little things. I mean, if you want a sort of little things to play on, or put in the TV for kids to play on, it's great. And now it's been hacked. I presume you can get indie games for free. Or I don't know about the legalities of it, but I presume you can get free stuff for it and load it, like homebrew gear. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I've also been trying to fix one of my Atari 800 XLs because I've got a duplicate of that, and I've also got an Atari 65XE I can probably get rid of. The bit I bought, I thought I need, which is a certain chip that came from Poland, didn't fix it. So balls to it, or as the Scotch would say, bars to it. Pause to it. It can wait. It can remain broken forever. I don't care. I've had enough of that thing now. Talking of Scottish stuff, um, in Edinburgh every month, I think it's the second Tuesday of every month. can't remember now. There's a nerd get-together of like-minded nerds um, in in a pub up there once a month. I was going to meet up with fellow podcaster, Mr. Gordon King, our Kingy. Mm-hmm. and have an evening of nerdy show-and-tell because people bring their stuff along and they sort of hang out with each other and they show each other what they've made and what they're doing and stuff. All sort of retro gear. But it bloody well coincided with that gig I said I went to, the White Lies one, which been planned for about over a year. I just completely forgot what date it was because I said to my wife of the day, oh, I'm going to go to that thing on Tuesday in Edinburgh. So after work, I'll probably leave work and go, she goes, what, the day we're supposed to be going to see White Lies? I was like, oh, for God's sake. I got quite upset about that with myself because I completely forgot about that. So I couldn't go again. But next month, it is, it not, it's not not—it's not even penciled in my calendar. It's it's, scri- it's scribed in there with blood. So I'm definitely going next month. And I'm going to take a few things with me. Is this the one Ian Cullen's running? I think is it is, it? yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I'll meet him again as well, which is nice. So I'm going to take a few things with me as well because people have asked to see the X68000 I've got, which I still haven't fixed yet. So I can go along, maybe palm it off onto someone to fix for me. You never know. It'd be nice. I'm up and fix it right there and then. Bring solder irons and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. But that'll be next month sometime. That is about it, I think, of the things I've been up to. Um, oh, here's a thing as well, right? You haven't been to this new house I'm in at the moment. And no. You are cordially invited to bring cordial... Anytime mm. you like to come up and see me, right? And when you see the house, you realise how massive it is. It's ridiculous. One of the reasons we moved to Scotland, house prices are better up here. I can have a bigger house for less money mm. than London. London's crazy. It's broken. I can't afford to live there anymore. Not in the house I want. So the front room is really big. It's like five by six metres or something. It's a huge thing, really tall ceilings. And what the idea is, is when we get the, the remortgage through – we're going to knock through the kitchen into the, the room which my arcade machines are in at the moment and have a big kitchen diner. And the idea was was for the front room to be a nice front room with all sort of projector in it and all this sort of stuff. And then all my arcade stuff and all my nerd stuff in this room we're in here, the project room, and all the gear and the consoles would go into the, a loft. We've got a huge loft, the size of the house. But the loft isn't done yet, and we might run out of money before we do the loft. Right. So wife said, well... Why don't we have your ner- nerd room? as our snug front room with the TV and sort of sofas in? Because it's bigger than what we used to have in London. Because we had a little area in London where we used to sit and watch TV. So she said we'll have that, and you can have the the whole front room to put all your stuff in. Which is massive. I'm really looking forward to this part of the house because I'm I can deck it out like '80s stuff. It's got huge windows in it. I can have. Part of it cordoned off with sort of those um, those IKEA cubes with stuff in, like nerdy stuff in. I can have all the arcade machines easily in there. I can have my table that like, I do with soldering and 3D printing on. I can have a podcast studio, everything in one room. Oh, all, that's my, good. all my all my part of my French shit in one room, and that would be cool. I can't, and even and if we if we do eventually get into loft the loft and do the stairs and board the loft. We can have another few bedrooms up in the loft. It's huge. Absolutely huge. So I'm really looking forward to having a six by five metre area. Victor Cave.
1: Wow. It's going to be cool. That'd be good. good. You need to come up and see the house
0: sometime soon. Yeah, we're
1: trying to organise a meet, aren't we? Yes. You, Mr.
0: Porch, Mr. 20 to 5. Um, But you lot are too busy, especially Mr. 20 to 5. He's always busy. Silly man, he needs some time off. Calm down. Get back in your box.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so that's going to be coming soon. That, as far as I can think of, is all I've been doing lately. (sighs) Yes. So, tell me what you've been up to. Pointy, pointy, pointy.
1: Been doing a bit of my YouTube videos. I've been doing oh, oh, a bit oh.
0: of. I need to catch up on them. I think I'm I'm too down on your YouTube videos. Well, you just better get caught up now. I shall. Shall we pause the podcast and you can watch them and give me what, some constructive What has happened, feedback? right? This is the reason. This is the convoluted reason why I haven't watched them yet. Because our bathroom, no. until yesterday, until the on Sunday, had a really noisy, stupid fan in it. So when you put the light on, a fan comes on. It's really annoying, and when you're having a bath, it's really distracting. So I haven't been having baths. I've been having showers. But now I've disconnected that stupid fan and I'm having baths again. So I might have to listen to that Wednesday. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm ba- planning it right now in my head. It's a bath thing. It's a, oh, yeah, watching nerdy videos is a bath thing. Mm. I watch Quinn Dunkey's um, machine in one of those. She does lots of stuff on her lathe and mills. I watch Control-Alt-Reese fix things. I watch 8-Bit Guy, Ben Heck... And Your stuff basically, and anything else that sort of catches my fancy. Yeah, people make usually people making nerdy stuff and retro stuff, 3D printing things, stuff like that. Yeah, go on, go mm. on, son. don't let me stop you. What were you doing?
1: Uh, yeah, YouTube, uh, bit of gaming, and also we've been to Somerset and Cornwall. Wath. you've no, been no, all as
0: well. away, miles away down south.
1: Yeah, we had a stop off on the way down the Quantock Hills. Ooh, sounds
0: nice. What was that walking around? Forests, night skies.
1: Yeah, there, was a, there was a National Trust place there, so we had to walk around there. Yeah. And I, st- I stopped at Time Warp at Bridgewater. While It'd while be I rude attended. not to. And I, I did a, a video on that. I, I couldn't... Stuart Tracy couldn't make it at the last minute. I was going to do a little interview with Don't. him. I got, I got him on Skype, so that's that Skype uh, interview is on oh, my YouTube oh, oh. channel.
0: Can we take a little sidebar and talk about Skype for a minute? Yes. Yeah, you should look embarrassed. So before we started doing the podcast, <laughs> listeners, we do it on FaceTime now. We've done it about three times on FaceTime because Sean's got my old MacBook Air and I'm on my iMac at the moment. And Facebook works really nice and you can record it with a little facility we've we, we got called Pietzo. And I said to Sean, make sure you FaceTime me. For some reason, I can't FaceTime you. It's something to do with your email address. Yeah, okay. And I get this message on my phone. It says you're offline at the moment. No, Sean, I'm definitely online. It's wired. My my computer's wired in, and it's got wireless. I'm online. My Facebook is open. My FaceTime is open. I keep... I'll try and ring you. No, I couldn't ring you. Then he rings me up. I can't get through on Skype. Excuse me? What? Skype? <laughs> oh, oh, we're using FaceTime, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we are, Sean. He had a senior moment, kids.
1: Sorry, I forgot, it. I forgot about... I if you forgot want to send Sean any worthers
0: me. or slippers, or maybe... What else do old people like? Parks. Yeah. Send me a park. <laughs> Send Sean a park for him to sit in and just gaze oh, out of the water.
1: An old dog that I can go walk with and then give it back. Yeah. Yeah, called, do that. Called Bruce. A dog called Bruce. And he's got a little, a little limp. See what Bruce. I mean? He's off. He's off. He's off on his, is, his own. Is, he's just
0: wandering is, down the street in his slippers. That's he's been he's up through to. the
1: wars and we got him from his shelter. And now, as a lovely little dog, he helps us with the watch, you know. Oh, I thought he meant you. I, That's where I got you from. <laughs> a shelter, a podcast shelter. Uh, possibly. Yes. Anyway, my, sidebar my youth, over,
0: back to what you were doing. Somerset my youth and Cornwall. Is a
1: blur. Yes, Somerset and Cornwall. We went down to Polperro. Jan loves it down there. Wacky yeah. loves it down there. And we haven't been for a long, long time. And on the way back, the car veered into. I was asking on the UK back, where, where could I go on the way back up? Yeah. Arcade wise, and there was there wasn't any, many places that were open because we went sort of beginning of the week. Yeah. So I, I went I, out of curiosity. I went to Western Supermair to see what was left, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that was and big the,
0: in the eighties, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I didn't really go in the eighties, but I've, I've been I've been maybe I don't know ten years ago. Yeah. So there's a couple couple of like arcades down opposite the pier, which are just coin pushers and slots and tickety things. Yeah, yeah, very very few actual arcade machines, and then on the pier, it's it's quite impressive the amount of stuff. But it is all coin pushes, redemption games. You know, like the crossing road, the modern of... child. Yeah, there is a few of the bigger raw thrills type arcade machines yeah. like Jurassic Park and House of the Dead type of things. Jurassic Plank, Transformers, and guess what I saw an eel apart from that a an eel having eel. a meal he was with Bruce the dog they were having a little meal on the sea oh they loved it uh, what yeah <laughs> the uh where's the super bear yeah yes. I saw a Zachariah cab oh really thought, bloody hell the Zachariah cab and you walked up to him, and it had an LCD in uh oh and the control panel was butchered and Ew. it had track and field playing oh right a track and field marquee with like drilled in buttons on a Zachariah cap. I wonder if it was
0: actually running a PCB or just MAME or something or a Pandora's box inside I bet it was, it was an, something like that
1: it was an LCD but I didn't know and it had a couple of the other things with a couple of space invaders with LCDs in proper uh, cabs proper cabs for LCDs it's a
0: shame they do that because you could just use a TV it's not that difficult mm. to wire a TV I bet, I bet an arcade op could wire a TV into that and make it look better Ah, it's just lazy, yeah. isn't it? Nah. Anyway, Mr. Stuart, Stuart Tracy's place, the Time Warp Arcade,
1: had it changed much since we were last there? We were there quite a few years ago, weren't we? Quite a bit, yeah. If you'd watched a video... Yeah. oh will we'll do. Have, ...while having a bath, you will see it's... He's changed it like Arcade club changed it. It's more family-friendly.
0: Splish splash, I was having a bath, watching John's video... So you're infecting me, Holly. This is what no, happens when I, so I do, do podcasts with you. Yeah, I will have a look, actually, because uh, last time we were there, it was great, but he's opening the upstairs soon, and it's massive. We looked up there before anything was yeah, done to it, and it was massive, a huge space. So that'll be interesting when he gets that up there. Yeah,
1: he's hoping to have that open for Easter, upstairs Oh, really? As early as that? Cool. He's buying, buying a few more cabs. He's going gonna- nice. to... I think he's going to have a bit of a, a chill out area, really, for a start. You know, playstations and and sofa sofas. And, and that. Oh, cool. That's nice. And little dogs. Little dogs with limps. How about eels? Oh, How about eels? Limping along the road, carrying your eel in the bag. <laughs> eel
0: in a bag. Okay. <laughs> a, a, anything oh, else sorry, apart Rick. from your hallucinogenic
1: trips? You've been up to? Sorry, Vic. Working. Nah. Office job. Man. Do you know know I can make Excel sing like a bitch? Can you indeed? (laughs) Yeah. I've been staring
0: at a screen for something I've got to make that's going to go into space. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We do quite a few bits for space, satellites and stuff.
1: And this particular
0: part has been made before by a company in in one of the European countries. and They couldn't get it right. So God knows what they think I'm going to get it right. <laughs> I've got no idea. I've got a good idea. It's titanium as well. It's a big old thing.
1: That's what I'd do. I'd get a paper airplane, cover it, in titanium. I've cover been it in titanium. Cover really it in silly titanium. Would you? How are you going to cover do it that? Titanium, fire it into space. Get a little motor on it. The little it's motor. Okay. If about twenty five quid, you could be on the moon in a little titanium airplane. But you have to put a GoPro on it. Of course. Because mm. that would work in space, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be have, We're gonna have to stop this while I calm down.
0: Your your engineering prowess—you would probably get a good job in, in my
1: management at work. Yeah, <laughs> I recommend. Going to go, the yeah, that's, that's a good that's, idea. Mm-hmm. The titanium paper plane. Sean, what have you
0: been playing lately? Borderlands Two. I'm not even playing much. Yeah, I've just been stop out. playing Borderlands Two. I've started again. You massive twerp. It's what just are a chill
1: you? out. It's just a chill out. And I've been playing the featured game. Yes. And I don't think I've been. Do you know when we went to Polperro? I took the Evercade down. I thought, oh, we'll have a quick game. Oh, yeah, you're this. portable. Yeah. And I didn't play it. I didn't even switch it on. Have you got any so new that... games for Evercade lately? Because there's tons of stuff coming out on that little thing. Yeah, it's, it's wasted on me because I don't play it much, if at all. So well, play it I... more. I really like the idea of it. And there are arcade. Now there's arcade carts. Ooh that appeals you know, to actually, me actually, actually arcade ROMs I think there's four oh, really? packs yeah four packs Data East Jaleco Jalco, I think not Jalico. I'm not sure if you've got um,
0: Data East that's kind of Moon Patrol mate, isn't it
1: no they're, it, it, they're sort of obscure games and you can play them all in main but yeah. it would, would be nice to play them on a handheld I suppose I yeah, they're not very expensive hand- either are they no they're like 15 16 Tweet yourself a, do you know I've got a good idea right for a handheld Here we go. Uh, Not a silly answer. Go go on, Sean. Don't disappoint us. Go on. I thought... He's revving himself up. When you get these handhelds, like these Ambernicks and these Power Kiddy Go things, and you're trying to play play like... Playing with your feet! ...proper console games, The, the, the screens are too small. How about a handheld with just handheld ROMs on it? So you've got Game Boy, Game Boy Advance... A sixteen bit, not going into not going into PlayStation Portable. Oh, so you mean like,
0: games that are sort of more catered for
1: the size of the screen that were actually on handhelds, like Game Gear. Well,
0: I've Wonders got that already. Swan. I've got Wonders that already because yeah. I bought a. Uh, ooh, let me get out the drawer. It's actually retro this is live. Flag. This is live, kids. I'm getting out the drawer. Where is it? There it is. Got to remember what it's called. It's in a little pouch, and it looks exactly like a Game Boy, but it's got a Pi Zero in it. A retro flag GPI case. Yeah. It's got a couple of extra buttons. It's got two more buttons on the front face. It's got two on the back, and all I've got on that it'll run loads of stuff that a pile run using Recall Box, whatever it uses. And I've only got games on that that were portable. So it's got Game Gear, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Uh, links. Let me... I think it's got Links on there. I think it might even have PC Engine because there was a portable PC Engine, remember?
1: So yeah, I've got that, stuff on there
0: that would run yeah. on a square, on a small screen nicely, and it plays really, really well. It's a lovely little machine that is. It's slightly smaller than an original Game Boy, but it's it's so so good, and it's got it's got a Pi Zero in it, and you can put a Pi Zero Two in it now as well, which is even more powerful. But that thing runs lovely, and I know exactly what you mean. And when I when I put together my Game Boy Advance, well, I got a new I got a new case for it, an orange case. And I've got a new... I've put one of them IPS screens in it, which are absolutely crystal clear. They're lovely. And mm. that only plays Game Boy, NES, Game Boy Advance. That's all I play on it. Even though I play other stuff with the cartridge in there. That's all I play on it. And it works absolutely lovely. But I, see, well, I, my, I get exactly what you mean, totally. Yeah, yeah g- it, games that just appear... Because I don't believe it's a nice in playing... project for me to do that, actually. Yeah. Those IPS screens are quite easy to fit, you know. They're not difficult. I don't think you have to solder anything, you know. And that one's also got a a lithium-ion battery in it as well, so you don't need normal battery. You just plug it into USB, and it charges it for like six hours or something.
1: I mean, just getting just getting a handheld from there's there's one that's coming out soon called a Retroid Pocket Two Plus, not the Two Two Plus.
0: Oh, this is like a modern thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that they're super powerful compared to the old handhelds. They're super powerful. Yeah, and I thought I'd get one of them. It's on pre- you've got to pre-order. It. I think it's out in April, I think, and then that you could put all the handheld games on it. Yeah, and, and maybe a few eight-bit systems because they'll they'll look good on a small screen. But things when you get yeah. like PS One games and Dreamcast games on that tiny screen, I'm not.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I, I, not know what so sure. I know you mean. I know you mean. The yeah. simple stuff is pretty good, but then it does get a bit difficult. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: That's, so, that's, I might do that. I might do.
0: Anyway, so you've not been playing much, basically, have you? been playing a lot of Boulder too. 2. Oh, you're a letdown. You're such a letdown. If you'd said Boulder Dash 2, I'd let you off. But no, that's not the same
1: have thing, I, is I've, it? I've, been, I've actually been to research for the latest game, a featured game, which I think is going to be a good one. I've actually played a few weird main things, but not not hell of a lot of stuff, really. Yeah. I've been playing hardly any
0: I played every now and again I go into the arcade right, because that room is particularly cold because I don't have the heating on it so we don't really go in that room very often but when I do go in there now and now and again I go oh just, just put the Space Invaders on my little trim line because it's got the multi-game the Braze multi-game in it and I nearly always play a quick go of Space Invaders 1 or 2 and I always play Lunar Rescue I love that game I still love that game to this day such a good little game That's and fantastic. I nearly beat my high score They have 12,000 I nearly beat that Love that. So I've been playing that a little bit. But mainly, I've been messing around with the Atari 8-bits because I tried to fix the 800XL. And another one I've got, I've got two game solutions for that. I don't use tapes or discs. I just re- refuse to do it. I'm not going to go back in time. So I've got a thing called a Side 2, which is a cartridge, with a compact flash in it. And that mm. plays only plays .xex games and .com, I think. It doesn't play the, the disc images. It plays these XEX images, and there's a certain number of games on there. But my my uh, side two firmware is the very first version. And to update it, you need to have an Atari computer with updated memory. And some of mine's just a stock 64K one because it hasn't got enough memory to do it. So I sent it off to someone who I will be thanking later on, on Atari, and they figured, they sorted it all out for me. And they put a few um, game demos and stuff on it, and I've been playing some of those. And some of them are absolutely... Spot on. I mean, if I, if I was given that back in 1986 or whenever it was when I had my Atari 800 XL, it would have blown the Commodore 64 and Spectrums out of the water. It really would. It's so good. The stuff they're doing nowadays is amazing. So I've been playing that. I've been playing... When I've been doing that SNES thing for the SF1, I've been playing uh, the the SNES Junior uh, someone sent me, which is it's a copy one. And I was playing Drop Zone because you re- recommended Drop Zone on the SNES. And mm. it is a really good version. Because I usually play on the Atari 800XL, which is a really good version. But on the SNES, it's another level. It's so good. You get like uh, multicolored uh, backgrounds and uh, parallax scrolling and stuff. And then when you've done a level, you get like a boss level, which you don't get on the 8-bit version, as far as I know. And it's really mm. good. I'm really getting into that. Um And that should, and we can say it and say it and say it again, Drop Zone should have been an arcade game. And I don't care if Williams would have sued Archie McLean's ass off, it should have been. And apparently, one was made for his collection out of another Atari game, so I presume it's just a cab mocked up for Drop Zone, and he put whatever version, probably the SNES version I expect, which is the most advanced version of it. But he did have his own Drop Zone machine, apparently, which would have been really cool. I also checked out from your recommendation Smash TV on the Snares. It's basically arcade perfect, is not it?
1: Hmm. Yeah, it is good. It it's is really good. good. It, I had one of them bingo. I, think, I had one of them sticks with the the arcade sticks, and then the the, the diamond shape was very good for the shooting. You know, the eight way firing on the yeah, even on the Smash even TV. on the
0: pad, it's pretty good. Well, that's another thing I'm up to as well at the minute. I'm planning on making one of my arcade joysticks for the snares. So it's going to have the coloured buttons in diamond shape and then two either side, left and right triggers, uh, shoulder buttons, uh, and a grey box and a nice overlay for me and Whitney. I'm probably going to make two because that is just going a bit far. So I'm halfway doing that at the moment as well. Just waiting for some stuff Ooh, to arrive for that.
1: Nice. Do you want some speech from Drop Zone? I remember Super Drop Zone. Go on then. Prepare to defend IO. Danny Mead <laughs> Wigan.
0: <laughs> Prevent to defend low. <laughs> Prevent prepare to defend Cardonald. Yes.
1: That's, I remember that speech at the start. I remember it because I played it recently. Oh, yeah, I have played that recently on, on the Raspberry Pi 4. As you should. It's
0: very, very good. Mm-hmm. Arcade News. So this is a new one, Sean. Um, again, world records being smashed all over the place. Frogger world record has been not broken, but shattered. Not just broken, shattered. <laughs> Michael Smith has surpassed his own previous world record on Konami's 1981 Coin Up classic Frogger by scoring a whopping 1.356520 million points, handily toppling, toppling his previous record of 970,440. That is a huge percentage increase that's 40% more roughly 1.356 million on flipping frog i can get about seventeen thousand. i still can't do that silly level the one that think speeds
1: up level five i think i think yeah. i did it i got 35 i think thousand i'll have to check really side. that's a
0: good score that's a really good because it calms down after that doesn't it
1: yeah but well kind of yeah it calms the speed is slower but you know if there's there's very little logs around and I, I
0: find that a problem
1: just no over logs rivers. around. Yeah, trying to jump over a river. and stand locks. on a
0: lily pad like an idiot waiting for a log yeah. to appear. And then five appear at
1: once. They're like bosses. And then you, just tra- oh. you stand on a log down you know, down the canal and it's a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then a snake comes and bites your ass. About a times have my legs bitten off by a crocodile. And that stupid I'm otter, like, nom. Yeah. yeah,
0: stupid otter. If people haven't played Frogger, they probably don't know what we're on about.
1: Comes round my house with his ottering ways. Jesus. Anyway. Idiot. yes. Idiot. Right, I've I've put a thing on the thing, homebrew hero. i have put. We could have this as a segment. Could we? Homebrew. There's heroes. so many
0: about. Yeah, there really is.
1: I might have nicked that from somewhere else. I'm not sure. Bagman strikes back on the Commodore 64. Another version of Bagman. Yes. It's got the original. I can't remember. How many levels was it? Like sixteen. Like, yeah, and there's 24 more levels. Wow,
0: and. It I linked to really a video well. of this. I'm going to get this. It's on Switch. It's on itch.io. So I think you can get it for free, or you can actually pledge some money for it. It's easily worth a fiver, isn't it? Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: this game on the 64, it's obviously horizontal. It was a vertical in the arcade. But this game actually fixes what the arcade version had wrong with it, which we thought anyway. The AI of the baddies on the 64 version isn't anywhere near as good as the arcade, but... That's a good thing because this makes the game easier and therefore, in this case, better. It's very rare that a home or console version of an arcade game is better than the arcade game. I believe this one is. Just by looking at I haven't played it yet, but just by looking at it, it looks really good. It just looks more playable because it's not as damn hard. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good. I'm really looking forward to this one.
1: After almost 40 years, Ice Cold Beer is going back into production, remade and licensed by someone called Retro Arcade, LLC. And there's a little video there, and it looks exactly the same. It's Ice Cold Beer. I think people people loved it, don't they? People still love it, Ice Cold Beer. Yeah,
0: it's a mechanical it's game. F- if no one's ever played it, it's not a video game. It's made by Taito, famous video game manufacturer, but it's not a video game. It's all mechanical. You've got two joysticks and you've got, in front of you, you've got a sort of vertical piece of glass and wood behind it, and the wood's got loads of holes in it. And some of the holes have got numbers on. And what you've got to do is you move your joystick left and right, up and down, to move a a metal bar, which goes up on the right or up on the left, and you've got a teeter-totter, a ball bearing, and you've got to miss the holes that haven't got a number on and get it into like one, two, three, all the way to about six at the top, and as it goes up, it gets harder because there are more holes in it. you've got to avoid. It's a game of dexterity and skill. And mm. it's, it's really addictive. And I played it in America years ago. Um, and it's really, really good. It's quite weird that Taito make it. But I think Taito used to make EM games, electromechanical, in the 70s. But this was made in the 80s, wasn't it? I people three, I
1: think. And people seem
0: to love it. It's, it's usually themed around bars. So it's usually in, in bars. And when I was playing in America, there was quite a drunk guy playing it really well. He, he said, oh, I've had six cans and I can play it really well. And he was just really whizzing up and down, getting all the balls in without missing. He was really good. So it's always sort of bar themed. There's like a, like a a books and barmaid on the side of it with beers in a hand. And there's one called Zeke's Peak, which is slightly differently themed. Which I think is a kids' version because it's not it's not alcohol related. I think.
1: Yeah, they're on about doing that one next. I think.
0: Yeah, so there's obviously one for kids to play and one's for adults to play. It's just it's just because it's it's drink related rather than you know anything else. But yeah, it, it, I watched a video of it and it looks exactly the same. And there's no reason why it can't be the same because it's an electromechanical game. There's no programming. There's no code, I presume, involved in it. It's all mechanical and. I don't know, bits of electrics in it and cogs and wheels and springs and stuff. And they've done a really... It looks exactly the same. It looks exactly the same. But it's nice that that's going to be a modern thing available for people to put in modern arcades and bars and stuff. It'd be good to play that. Really nice to see it again. And one of my Scottish mates, Jim Watt, shout out to Jim, remade his own one of these, a smaller one, and re-themed it on bees. Because his mum actually painted the background. It was sort of like bees and flowers on it, and it was all bee related. And he made yeah, it a really it. good version, but it was, it was like half the size.
1: He brought seen it to all of the at one shows. Of these events, yeah. Th- it was was a replay, it revival? I think.
0: Revival, sorry, yeah, revival. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, really good. So
0: hopefully, I don't know, Jim's been busy doing other stuff. He does a lot of stuff with the Vectrex. but hopefully he'll be able to. Oh, it's just busy, but it, to make that as a kit. So you can have the, the, ba- the main sort of thing with the wood with the holes in it and obviously the electronic bits you can build yourself or whatever and maybe some instructions. And if there is any code for it, I don't I don't know if there is. There must be some kind of code to do your scoring and stuff. I don't know. Maybe with an Arduino or something. But yeah, I'd mm-hmm. love to have my own little sort of tabletop version of that. Remember when we went to Eurocade all those years ago and there was a guy that called yeah. Etienne and he'd made... A vertical LCD screen and actually programmed it from scratch with video, and that was a really good version. I mean, it worked really nice. almost like a virtual version of it, and that was really nice. And that could have the three different versions. There was like, there was the ice cold beer, was it an ice cold root beer or something, and Zeke's Peak. There's there's different yeah. versions of it, and they all worked really nicely. So that was really cool. There was one
1: called quite cold beer, weren't there? Yeah, there was one that's a warm beer
0: that no one wants.
1: Warm, warm beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guinness beer. They don't want that cold. I quite like warm beer, or I used to.
1: Mm. Any road up? Biscuits with you, biscuits with you. I know about
0: you, biscuits with Slight, you. Slightly changed segment area now.
1: Yes, from me talking about chocolate. Oh, I'm back on the chocolate, by the way, but oh, reduce, good. in reduced, back to normal, reduced quantities. So not as not as bad, but it's lovely and it's chocolate. Uh, Roger Mcnally heard of my plight and he sent me six bars.
0: Just a of minute. Mm. I ate some right now. Mm.
1: Don't chew chocolate, kids. Suck chocolate, especially when it's this good. Yeah, it's nice, right? Yeah, so so I've got Rebel Chocolate. Can we be sponsored by Rebel Rebel Chocolate? Can I you think do a So smooth, yeah, it's good enough. Do smoothly. Mm. This podcast is sponsored by Rebel Chocolate. Well, they sent some a like rebel? It. Do you like chocolate? Just a minute. I'm having some more. You, have oh. you been smashing up things around the place? Then you should eat Rebel Chocolate. You must not be so many, meal. is it? Not really. Anyway, mm.
0: yes. Yeah, so on, on the six screen here is the ones we got. We got. Hmm. Peanut power. That's
1: really chocolate. nice. Yeah. Peanut butter stop, stop. Let's do this, I let's this justice. I didn't think it'd be good. It were good.
0: Go let's do this justice. Peanut power, white chocolate, Belgian milk chocolate, matcha green tea, single estate milk, and single origin milk. The single origin milk is the one I've been munching on now, right? Mm. I don't normally like peanuts in anything. I'm not too keen on peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter cookies because they're too dry. I like peanut butter. But this, I really like. I don't know why. Mm. It's quite subtle. The peanuts in it aren't dry. They're not... I don't think there's even lumps of peanuts. I think it's peanut powder in there. And that's maybe what gives it the subtle taste. I don't Good. know how they, they made I didn't it. Think of it. But they're all, think all of them are reduced sugar as well, aren't they? Yeah. So a little bit better for you than normal chocolate. Yeah, and
1: there's a high cocoa content. Mm. content. The one... You know, I'm not keen on tea, but I've tried matcha green tea. Yeah, matcha tea is
0: very different from tea.
1: Yeah, it's really, really strong flavour, and I'm, that's the only one I'm not keen on. I haven't tried
0: that one yet. I've had the peanut power one, with the white chocolate one, and I'm eating the single origin milk one right now. So, the peanut power one, I'm really a fan of. Mm, not sure why, because I normally hate peanuts. The white chocolate one is good because white chocolate to me is always super sweet and sickly. I'm not keen into it. But this one's got 44% cocoa in it. So it's actually quite a nice white chocolate. It's not too yeah, sweet.
1: It's, it's not a white chocolate as you know it. And I love white chocolate, but yeah. that is really good. It's really good, that. I haven't None tried the Belgian one yet. And I haven't tried the matcha
0: or the single estate. I'm going to be onto to them soon. But this one's going to get eaten. I've eaten three quarters of it now, actually, which is bad news. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the white one's are finished and so is the Peanut powder one. But yeah, I really like them. I really like them. They're a sort of um, indie label called Rebel. Uh, I think they're Scottish as well. They're in Glasgow. You, you could go and pick some up. I've already had some. Can um, I have some more? No, pay for it. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I'm into it a lot. Um, I'm quite a bit of a... Yeah, so thanks, Roger. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been lovely. I, I'm a bit of a, a chocolate ponce. Yeah. I like Valrhona chocolate, which is French patisserie chocolate, because once I was on holiday in the south of France, wife wanted to go and see the the uh, the factory museum, and I was like, oh, she had no one to go with it. Yeah, go on, I'll go, it'll be all right. And I really, I couldn't believe I enjoyed walking around the factory, it was brilliant. And we got samples there, and every year she buys me a bar of Valrhona for Christmas, and it's Amazing. You don't chew that chocolate. You just let it melt under your tongue. It's it's like heaven. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. So this is pretty good as well. And I'm I'm that into chocolate.
1: It, it's very nice. I, I do appreciate chocolate. Again, I'm not not like pigging on it, but I think there's a there's one from supermarkets, a green greens and black, which is yeah, a green good, higher quality, higher content cocoa. That's nice.
0: I used to really like the green and blacks cherry one, but they stopped doing it. Idiots. Not so mm. they're dead to me now. Dead to me. <laughs> dead to me. Now. Recent pickups. So nothing really. It's a bit nerdy, but nothing arcadey. I don't really buy much arcade stuff anymore because I've got everything I need, I think. I bought a small two point four inch Arduino touchscreen to replace the one for an Atari hard drive emulator. Um, oh, what are they called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. But it's basically a hard drive emulator you put um you put roms on it you reset and it it, the roms act like hard drive images but when i took this one out of the box that i had it in to use it the touch screen wasn't working properly you can actually program it from the atari itself and put roms on it that way but the idea is you press the touch screen you can do it from the touch screen and when you reset it you've got different images so that stopped working so i took it apart tried to redo the firmware on the Uno, the Arduino Uno, and that stopped working. It's just a cheap copy one. And that stopped working. So I found another Arduino Uno I had, which was in my theremin I made. I nicked that because I don't use the thing. And reprogrammed that, and it's working now. But the touchscreen isn't still working in it. So I've bought another one. I'm waiting for it to arrive now. And hopefully that will fix the whole up. But basically, I've remade the whole thing again.
1: Right,
0: right, So you just you just wire it into one of the SIO ports, which is the, the plug in the back of an Atari. It's like five wires, I think. Because the original one Mr. Bobby Idod made for me, and it worked for years, absolutely fine, but when I've had it back, it's not worked. Probably because in the movie, it got knocked or something, I don't know. So basically, I've remade that thing and It's really good. I've also bought, and I haven't opened the box yet, right here, some rotary encoders, which is like the little click wheels, uh, mm-hmm. to make some more Vectrex Tempest dial controllers, because people keep asking me to do them, so why not? Oh, this one's actually for you, is it, gone? This one's for you. Do you know what that
1: is, Sean? Put hold up to the camera It's a small teeth. It's a very small. It's a gum shield.
0: No. This is uh, a mini a- SD card reader PCB component. That's going to get soldered to that Game Boy Advance cartridge I've got that didn't work properly. I'm going to send it to you because I got a new one. So you can put ROMs on it for your Game Boy Advance. So hopefully I'll be able to fix that and send it to you. The reason I didn't get it a while back is that thing was about a pound. And it's going to be like eight quid delivery from RS. So when I bought the rotary encoders, which was over 30 quid, you get get delivery free. So I got that for a quid. That's all it's worth. I'm not going to pay eight quid to have a one pound thing delivered, am I? I'm not an idiot. So so what did you do with that? It's got. It's got to solder it to the PCB. I've got to unsolder the old one because it's not working, and resolder it to the board. That's it. Oh. Hopefully, it'll oh, work. Well, out. And
1: then it'll play ROMs. Yeah, on a mini SD card. On a Game Boy Advance. Yes. Oh, that's good. I, I, I had.
0: How difficult can it
1: get, kids? <laughs> I had a a Game Boy Advance. Oh, that it was just. It, yeah, I've got the SP. I've still got it, but it had a cart with it, and you could put ROMs on the cart and then put it in. But I got one at got a time. We could have loads on it, but I put right. I, up, I put WarioWare on it, and just I loved that game. I never never took it off, so yeah. I might as well have just bought WarioWare. The I've original. Never played, Ra- I've never played that. You know, never played in the WarioWare games. It's the original. It's like mm, okay, is it uh, mini games? Is, yeah, but, but some of them are like good enough for a not a, a standalone game, but they're like the, the precursors to like these endless runner type games or stuff oh like right. that. Or,
0: I'll have a yeah, look at that, you know, because I've always been yeah, interested in the Wario ones. I've never played them, but everyone seems to like them.
1: Yeah, the, the hmm. ones later on, I think, you know, with the Wii and that, the, you had to use motion controls and that, which I've never <laughs> been into motion controls. But the, the original. You've never been to motion, really, have you? No, not really. It's all like happening. It's all overrated. Yeah, I loved it. Cool. So i will we'll look into that. that, actually. But I did have it, before I put that on, I had a Game Boy emulator on it. So I had a Game Boy emulator running on a Game Boy Advance.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what this has got built in. The cartridge has got yeah. a NES and a Game Boy emulator built in, and Game Boy Color. So you can play all those mm-hmm. things on it, and and Game Boy Advance games. It's quite good. Of oh, awesome. Here's another one. Not a wallet get, but... I swapped an Apple IIc I had. i never really used because it uses five and a quarter inch floppies and they're all crappy. Um, and Apple II C or Apple IIs, right? I'm going to annoy a lot of people now. They really are a poor man or a poor woman's
1: Commodore 64 Atari 8-bit, aren't they? I don't know. I've never seen one. I've seen them, but I've never played one. The thing one. is they
0: came out in the 70s and they got upgraded a bit. I have played
1: one. Sorry, I have played one.
0: But they never really were as good as a Commodore 64, Atari 8-bit. They had weird colours, weird sound. They were a bit of a brick. And they just weren't as good. Sorry, Apple II fans. They weren't. They weren't. So (laughs) I swapped that for an MSX. I've always wanted an MSX, right? I really love the industrial design of these. They're really nice, chunky computers with really nice keyboards. And especially the one I've got now. It's the common Toshiba 64K version. Um, but I've got to wait. I haven't played any games on it yet because I've got to wait for an SD card to arrive for which I've bought, which is another wallet thing, uh, so I can check out the cool library of games on it. I was watching a video the other day of their version of Nemesis or Gradius. It's a really good version. It, it's way better than the Commodore 64 or the Spectrum version. Way better,
1: I think. So is it MSX2 or MSX This is an MXX,
0: MSX1, which is 8-bit. MSX2... 16-bit, which was sort of almost Atari, ST, and Amiga uh, and next oh, right. 68,000 or whatever. So that was a better version again, MSX2, which are quite pricey. Um I haven't got any cartridges for it because they're getting quite expensive, the MSX, and I'll be buggered if I'm going to load anything from tape. Perish the thought. I could <laughs> use, thinking of that, you can actually use a mobile phone or an iPod to load games into that, can't you? Oh, yeah.
1: The, it actually uses the sound and yeah, it it uses the sounds. So you
0: can use it. You can use an iPod as a tape player, basically. You can get the the game files on audio as they would be from a tape. I could probably plug it in, and tr- I might try that if that thing doesn't arrive soon. Just try it, see if I can load a game into it. Because I did that on the Spectrum ages ago, and it works really well. It works fine. <laughs> Mm. Yes. Anyway, so that's nice. I've got it over there. It's a really nice looking computer. I really like those computers.
1: Always if you want one. I tell you what I could do for you. you I know, could send can. you. I could send you recording, like you know the the, the squealing sound of the tapes. So I could send. Go you on, give a it a record. go now, then. <laughs> that, that's a funny horse. <laughs> you could do that, and and what it would say you. at the end is our tape loading error. It's a, wow, this is the best game ever. It's a baldy fool falling down a hill, leaping over sheep.
0: Yes. We, <laughs> shall we um, forget everything you've just said and carry on with the next segment? I think we better do. Yeah. Listener feedback.
1: Uh-oh, this is your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. It's definitely your fault. It's your fault. apologies to Paul Higgins for missing his feedback a while ago it contained a link to a bonkers electro-robotron track have you seen this?
0: I haven't actually, was it
1: your kind of blippy-bloppy, oomph-oomph-oomph music? Kind of but it's (sighs) got, well, electro-ish more really, and it's got kind of instructions of how to play robotron
0: there's a link in the show notes to this cacophony That's, that's enough of that I think (laughs)
1: <laughs> anyway we have
0: got that now I'll have a look at that listen look whatever you want to do with it Dave London's been on hi Victor hope you're well I well, wasn't I am now thoroughly enjoyed the last ep- the latest episode and thank you both so much for reading out my email regarding listening through all your previous episodes I'm a good halfway through now stopping to listen to this new episode ah otherwise he'd be about three months before he heard the feedback
1: mm. Mr. Zestora this is a bit of feedback about in the hunt but it's so long I didn't put it in the score bit I've really enjoyed In The Hunt this month. It's a game I saw in my cab a few years ago and thought the game artwork looked great and always wanted to get into it more. And this month was my opportunity. I'm pushing 300,000 wow. so far. Uh, hopefully I can get further. I've sent two photos of my cabinets. I built the cocktail cabinet in 2006 and it's had plenty of use. I've seen these somewhere. Is it on our Facebook pages? I've seen them, seen them somewhere. Meat and chocolate. Sorry, come. Oh, it's all right. I've spent, yeah, yeah. I built the cocktail cabinet. The design is based on Miss Pac-Man cabinet plans I found online. It has 19-inch LCD, which may mm. not impress you, but I haven't had to maintain the monitor in all these years. I only use a simple front end on it, and I can play any game in the main collection. You can see a beer coaster i got from a barcade we have in Brisbane, Brisbane here, called Netherworld. I've cool. of that one. We have to go there. It's not bad. Yeah, we'll just get on the bus, shall we? Yeah, it's like a big big boss thing. It has a good collection of well-maintained arcade games and craft beer. A two-player stand-up cab in permanent, is permanently on loan to me from a friend who was moving to the US but never made it due to COVID, so he hasn't asked for it back so far. It has a Trinitron monitor in it. And so when I first saw it, it was an LCD because it is so flat. The flat screen is only Trinitron. I remember seeing adverts for
0: that. It might be flat, but it's also very tubey, so it's loud,
1: mm Tubey. It's just, it's just how oh, they've made the glass in it. Is there any? It's a weird technology that enables it to be.
0: No, I'm not sure. Yeah, don't know. It's still a CRT, so it's good. Nice no screens. Yeah. Peter Ward's been on. Hi, Victor. Thank you both for your superb efforts in the podcast. Recently found it, really enjoying, and now getting involved. Have you seen Dave Cook's new book Go Straight? I know beat 'em ups aren't your favourite genre, but this does a great job of documenting a strata of arcade history from Kung Fu Master. Which I do like, and Double Dragon to Aliens versus Predator, or Alan's versus Predator. And the Punisher, which is also a good game. It also references home releases from eight bit Through to the Recent Streets of Rage 4. Well worth a look. Best wishes Peter, who's also known as Poor Rock.
1: Mm, he's put a score in, I think. Good. Which we we're to talk about. Mike TV, he's on the television. The television. He's also show. on a look round. Charlie and his chocolate factory.
0: Yes. Has he? That's where the name comes from. Don't get that. Like Veruca Salt. All oh,
1: right. Oh, Sean, ah. catch up on your 80s films, will you? I didn't really watch it. I watched it once. I did enjoy In the Hunt, In Thumped, as we call it up north. I can see this might be a divisive game. Mm. Pixel art is perhaps the most memorable thing about the game with some of the best sprite animation I've seen in the game from this era. and very good. We'll talk about it later. One particular highlight was the eerie thunderstorm lightning. <laughs> And it was lighting up a decimated cityscape from the surface of the the second stage. Underwater underwater explosions, rockets, Uh impacts, subs crumpling on impact. It's all going on, often often at the expense of clarity and focus, I suppose. Mm. The issue with this game is it's just too hard. Yeah, put this bit instead of being in the scores because there's a big, big bit here. Admittedly, I don't have much time to put into this game, but it's really got the better of me for now. Trying to pump some more credits in it and have a look at the levels seems to be a task in itself.
0: Absolutely. Roger McNally. Hi, Victor. Hope you're still enjoying the Rebel Chocolate. (laughs) Yes, just a minute ago, actually. (laughs) Brother-in-law asked me last week if you're happy for him to use or quote your feedback on the Rebel Chocolate. And I can quite firmly say... Yes, we are both fans of it. It's good
1: stuff. Yeah, you can use my bit, because that was awesome, wasn't it? I, yeah, wouldn't it? Are you Yeah, that will sell loads. It will, mm. wouldn't it? Sorry about it. Better not do that, Roger.
0: In other news, after a long hiatus, I finally managed to submit a score for the game of the month. Great to be back in the Pence. In the Pence That's a good game. I didn't have long to spend on this one, but here are my thoughts. Anyway, best to you and Sean, I keep up the excellent work on the podcast. I presume you put his thoughts. On the, the scores. scores feedback. Okay, we'll yeah. do that later on the scores then. And expertly from expertly cut it out. Well done, and didn't Cop- tell me. Well done.
1: Copied and pasted like a ninja. You moron. Copy and pasted ninja. You can remember like a, you could just uh, like a little black shadow running around the office. He copied something. <laughs> he pasted it somewhere else. Oh, sorry, Vic. You're just amusing yourself. A copy and paste in ninja. I'm going to have, to have to do that. I'll
0: try it tomorrow at work. Sean. Yes. There's been a bit of ch- bit of chitter and chatter and chinwag from the Facebook postings, and here's mm. some of them. So Dave London was on. I did my score right at the start for playing the leaderboard and I haven't got near it since. Terrible performance by myself. Then Mr. Stuart Tracy Time Warp's been on. This game hurts my fire button fingers. I've got a gate and... I've not even managed to get to the second level boss yet. It's tough. Uh, Mr. Ross Burnett's replied, but I didn't put it on there because I'm an idiot.
1: Ross, Paul Ross. McCaskey,
0: I'll have to try and get this one, get one in for this. Although it's terrible, it's very unforgiving. And Mr. Hamilton, who's otherwise known as the Trollnats, has been put <laughs> on. Right, I was going to say right in the hunt, in the hunt. Sounds a little bit like a very poor swear word. A naughty word. The naughtiest of words. We will not be saying it on here. And anyone who does mention it in the feedback will be banned. So Mr Tronads is the first person to be banned. He says, when it's a poor, unpopular title, I tend to think of a derogatory word that rhymes as part of the name of the game to rename it accordingly. But try as I might, I just can't think of anything for this one. We know what you're thinking about. Get it out of the gutter, Tronads. Get back, Tronads. Your, get back under your bridge where you live. Yeah. Dirty troll. So he's banned for a start. That's one down. Where's my ping gone? Hold on. I haven't got a ping. I've got this though. Is Mr. Twi-
1: <laughs> Is Mr Twenty to 5 still banned? Is he still in that box? Oh God, he's still under my bait, he's still under my stairs. It, well, I hope he's been tr- being fed. Tronads won't be able to fit in the box if he's in, still in there. We might let
0: him out. Okay. Friendly
1: shout-outs. Shout-outs for me, uh, as we've said, Roger McNally for the lovely chocolate and also shout-outs for other people that I have met along the way. Uh, or oh, shout out to Stuart Tracy for allow me to interview him and the wonderful Time Up Arcade. I only did a couple of hours around there. I'm going to go down next time and spend all day in there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd love to. It's such a long way for me now, such a long way. It's proper yeah. down south now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd also like to thank Roger McNally and his brother for uh, the chocolate. Absolutely love it, really enjoy it. I have to say thank you to Sophie Rose of Sophie Rose Music Fame on Twitter, uh, for the swap of the Apple IIc for the gorgeous, gorgeous Toshiba MSX. She was a pleasure to deal with. Absolutely brilliant. No problems at all. Packed it really well. Spoke to me online, showed me pictures of it, everything. Completely excellent to deal with. That's really good. News. good. good news. Uh, and also, someone called Beeblebrox on Atari H, sort sorting out my side to Atari compact flash car. He has the gear to update the firmware for me and is a super helpful Geordie Atari man. Why I? <laughs> oh, 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 one last one. Almost, almost forgot. Thinking about that um, Nintendo Sharp SF1 I'm making, Mr. Ali, Retro Hunter, sent me a NES Junior copy to use for the guts for it. So thank you very much for that, Ali. Cheers, mate. He means snares of course. Sean. Oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. You I'll try it. You asked for an easy quiz, so I took that, reversed it, and I've done a quiz for you. The quiz involves ten questions. Right. And you can make forty seven points out of it. Okay. Press play on that tape. Sean.
1: Yeah. Mr. Holly?
0: Get your thinking cap on. Question (laughs) one. Right, this is going to be, I've called it the annual quiz. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the quiz, at the end of the question, it's going to be a date-related question. Right. So, and there's multiple answers. I'm going to get my pen out right now and write down how many questions you get right. You ready? Question one. Some of them are easy, actually, because I, I did take heed to what you said. What yeah. are the point values for the flagship on Galaxian? You get one point for each answer. The point values of the flagship, the yellow flagship in Galaxian. If you can tell me the point values and where you get them, why you get them, you get the points. When
1: well, they're di- they diving. 800. Ah, but what? Yeah, 800, Yeah. 300. Okay. Yeah. And 100.
0: Nope. Is it not? No. So, you've got two out of possible four then. 60 in formation when they're just on the grid.
1: Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah.
0: 150 with no escorts. 200 with one escort. 300 with two escorts. And you get 800 points if you kill the two escorts first, then the flagship. Yeah. yeah. So that's two points, right? What year was Galaxian released? 1980. <laughs> no, 1979, you idiot. Oh, no. D'oh! Oh, by the way, I will insult you if you get them wrong. Sorry about that. <sighs> oh, question God, I just, two. I just snapped
1: at that. I should Come have on, we should thing. have known that. It is 1979. Oh, no. Doll. Sorry, Charlie Farr, his world record holder on it.
0: You're not getting an extra point for that. Question two. Yeah. The same question for Space Invaders, but... The point values for the mothership that goes across the top.
1: Oh, I don't know this, you know. I would say... Oh, should know. It's easy. Is it 100? That is one of them. 50? Yes. Is there one more? There's three more. For the mothership?
0: Yeah. Must hurry you. Time's running out. 30? <inars> no. 150, 200, and 300? So when you do do the score trick, you know when you shoot a certain amount of points and then leave it, you'll always get 300 at the end of it. That's the maximum bonus you can get for it. All right. There you go. And what year was Space Invaders released?
1: 1978. Yes. Right. June or July, I think. You're not getting extras for that. Mm.
0: Question three. What is the highest point you can get for the large planes in 1942? The ones that come on every level not the in, not the inter level ones the just the large carrier ships planes
1: oh, god what's the can maximum
0: you... pointage you can get for them 5000 no nope, it's 9000 oh. goes all the way up to 9 starts. oh oh there's an extra question what is the first score you can get for one of those 1000 2000 i thought this was your favorite game
1: Yeah, I've not played it for ages. So,
0: when you play 1942, (laughs) right, and you shoot down the big aeroplane, you get 2,000 points for it. If you don't die, and you shoot the next one down, you get 2,500. And it continues all up to 9,000 points if you don't get killed. And it it stays at 9,000 points. So if you don't get killed, you get tons of points for it. Oh, booger. Question four. Oh, booger indeed. Green Beret. What attacks you at the end of level two? Dogs. I've got written on here dogs, but I'll let you have that. Yes. And what year was Green Beret or or Russian Attack released?
1: Oh, it's either. I'm gonna say eighty
0: three. No, isn't that early? Eighty five. Eighty five. Oh. Question five. What are the pink and lilac baddies called in Kung Fu Master? They've got oh, a specific name. I'm rubber rubbish at this. I think they're called Blitzen. No. Why don't you try an educated guess?
1: Pink uh, Ninja. That Puncher. wasn't even a word. What? Puncher. No, grippers. grippers. They grab you, don't
0: they? Grippers. Grippers. All right. And what year was Kung Fu Master released? 1984. Yes. Question six. What noise do the large burbs on Phoenix make? When you shoot them? When you shoot them. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> and what year was Phoenix released? 1980. Correct. Question seven. What is the action button on Super Pac Man labelled as? Only one button on. The, well, there's one either side on the control panel. It does the same thing. What is labelled as? Is it speed? I'll let you have that. It's super speed. Yeah. And when can that super speed be used in the game? There's only a certain time you can use it. When the machine is on. I'm sort of right, but there's a specific time when it's on. You've got an answer for everything, haven't you?
1: You've got to collect all the. You got to collect all the fruit first.
0: No, it's. When you take the uh, when Pac is in super mode, when you've had a super pill, you know when he goes all big. Oh. And what you can do is really zip around the place. Apparently, I never knew that. I never knew that. What year was Super Pac Man released?
1: Oof,
0: I'd say eighty-two. Correct. Well guessed. Question eight. This is a big one. This is the biggest question in the quiz. Uh oh. Name as many of the center fruit and veg bonuses on Ladybug. One you know point for each
1: one. I, you know, I don't play this game. Well, at you all, should. It's brilliant. I? Come on. Guess fruit. Pineapple. Nope. Banana. Nope. Cherry. Yes. The smell you get your
0: big points from. Melon. You're a melon. Nope. <laughs> Cucumber. Yep.
1: Artichoke. Uh, nope. I said cherry, you said cherry. I don't know. You did. I was thinking of Glaxon.
0: I'll give you another 30 seconds because I'm getting orange
1: bored. apple no no banana no lettuce <laughs> Nope, tomato yes i'm trying to think what's in our fridge it won't be in your <laughs> fridge because most of
0: them are Japanese fruit and veg pate what that's <laughs> in our fridge you've got to do something to make it a pate you idiot you've got to squash it oh yeah mean? <laughs> chicken liver Chicken liver? That's not a fruit or a veg, is it? Chicken liver
1: <laughs> And
0: anyway, it's pronounced oh, pate. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Rick. Shall I just tell you them now? Uh, no. I well, want let's just on. let's make the listeners go through this forever until you get them all right.
1: Tra- there must be. There's loads of fruits. Lemon.
0: No. Just Very a minute. Fruit. Can I just take? Can I just take that quote from horry from, from Holly. There's loads of fruits. Yes, there is. Well done, sir. Grapefruit? No. God, you're rubbish at naming fruit and veg, aren't you? Veg or oh, veg? Is this, is, this, is this missed out of your brain?
1: Have you Carrots. missed? Yes. Carrots in Ladybug? Yeah. It's like You'll level use... three. Everybody knows that. I can't get on with them swinging gates, you know. i never liked it. They don't like you. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that I do. I've had enough now. Right. From level one onwards, cucumber, eggplant. I clam, said that. Yeah, You've got cucumber, eggplant, or...
1: Eggplant? I don't even know what that is. It's a... Uh, it's a plant of eggs, isn't it?
0: The purple things. I call them eggplants as well. It's the American name for them. Aubergines. You massive flap. There's an English name. I can't remember it. Carrot, radish, parsley, tomato, pumpkin, bar- bamboo shoot, Japanese radish, mushroom, potato, onion, Chinese cabbage, turnip, red pepper, cherry, sweet potato, and horseradish. All Asian, well, most of them Asian fruit and veg, actually. So they're not going to be in your fridge, are they? We've got radishes in. You've got a couple of potatoes. That's all you've got in your fridge. Don't have potatoes
1: in a fridge. You're a radish. They're in a cupboard. That's true.
0: Question nine. Oh, actually, what, level, what year did Ladybug come out for another point?
1: 81.
0: Yes. I wish I hadn't made this quiz so long now. I'm getting bored of it myself. Question <laughs> nine. What is the lowest number of feet as in length, you have to dig through on the first Mr. Driller game, the American version. How many feet have you got this the oh, lowest version? I have version? no
1: idea. I would say 50. 50 feet? Yeah.
0: What, you, you do realise that Mr. Driller is at least five or six feet tall, so he's got to go hey. like five lengths of himself to finish a level. 10? 100? 200? No, 2,500 feet. Oh, that's a uh, what year was Mr. Driller, the first game released? I have no idea. I don't know. It's, it's um, a later later one, so what do you reckon? 1990?
1: 1999?
0: 1990.
1: Wow, yeah. So sure only no nine years out. No, not not into Mr. Driller. The final question. Thank
0: God for that. All right. What is the top of the last building at the end of the Stern version of Scramble got on it? Right at the very end of the game, before you bomb the thing, what has the Stern version got on the last building? It's
1: got a, a, a label in it, a plaque, a label saying Stern or something.
0: No. Po- this is this is a trick question. It's got nothing on it. The Konami version's got Konami on it. Stern hasn't got anything on it.
1: Ha! Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, what
0: year was Scramble released?
1: Oh, I gotta get this. Nineteen eighty-one. Correct. So, Sean,
0: out of 47 possible answers, you got 17 right. I would class that that. as very poor. That's good for me, that. That's almost a third of them. That's terrible. (laughs) I made this easy for you. It's all about
1: points and stuff.
0: It's it's not
1: about points. (laughs) prizes. (laughs) Should have done some side art. I'm, I'm good on my side art. You didn't like the side art ones. Oh, sorry, no, I don't like psychos like that. Um, you should have done some on shootem ups Yeah, I wasn't going to let you buy that easily. Anyway, mm. your reverse
0: psychology did not work. Okay. This is a slightly new segment, and we're going to keep this up as, as long as people keep sending them to it. This is called Nostalgia Stories. This is from Retro Paul, Paul Catalano. Dear Gentleman, Should I do this in a Welsh accent? Because he's obviously from America.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not.
0: I am a long-time fan of your terrific arcade podcast. I've listened to every episode, many multiple times. Sorry about that. But I have never written before. Also, I've never submitted any scores either. Sorry, but I do play the games. That's fine. Anyway, after just finishing the latest episode up and down, I heard your call-out for arcade nostalgia and stories, especially in other countries, from the old days. Well... I have quite a few of those memories and stories. I am 56 years old, was an arcade kid during the 70s and 80s, and grew up with the, all the great classic stuff. I was raised in Methuen, hopefully I felt that right, uh, Massachusetts, and currently live in Reading, Massachusetts. During the good weather, we'd go to the Salisbury Beach, Massachusetts, and that is where all the arcades were located. It was, and still is, a popular seaside town, much like those you described in your episodes. I can recall at least half a dozen really large arcades inside just one block the beach center it was like heaven to us i can still clearly remember which games debuted at which arcades and how awesome it was when new machines would show up those days are sadly gone but there are still a couple arcades in salisbury today and one even has a second floor with a bunch of real classic machines in it from the golden age Oh, that's cool. By the way, I imagine that those town names I mentioned will likely sound familiar to you. Yes, some of them do. Mm. I hope you find this information interesting. Keep the fantastic work with the podcast. This is from Paul, retro Paul Catalano. He's 90 minutes from Funspot, and he's also a consumer of Cheez Its, as am I when I can get hold of some. 90 minutes from Funspot. I would definitely be going every month if I lived there. Definitely. Hmm. Next time we go to America together, so we need to probably fly to Fun Spot, because you need to go. You need to go there. Yeah, we're on about going galloping ghost again, aren't we? And Chicago. Yeah, but we could take a plane there because it's quite away from there. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely worth going to. And here, talking of cheese, it's is a word from our sponsor. At Cheese It, we expect a lot from our cheese. Knock knock. Who's there?
1: Interrupting cheese. Interrupting. Cheese! <laughs> should have seen that one coming. You should have, because that was. I even told you I was going to be interrupting you. <laughs> Morning, sir. Beautiful day, isn't it?
0: We take the time for our cheese to mature before we bake it into every delicious cracker, because it cheese it, real cheese matters. I do like a cheese it. I do like a cheese it. Very, very cheesy, aren't they? Oof. Cheesy squares of gorgeousness, that's what they are. Wow, I love them. Let's do it.
1: Feature game review.
0: This is In the Hunt, also known as Katai Daisensu or Revised Great War. <sighs> It's from IREM 1993. Kazuma Kujo was a designer and head of development. It uses M92 E hardware, same as Gun Force 1 and 2, Blademaster and R-Type Leo. Not sure what the E on the hardware is for. Maybe an extended hardware, I don't know. I
1: didn't is, know there was a Gun Force 2. There is, there's that. 1 and 2, yeah. Didn't know that. Oh, I must have checked that
0: out. It's a horizontal right-to-left shmup with two-player simultaneous play. Uh, apparently, one of the levels is vertical, it is, yeah. the game. Oh, that's interesting. It uses an eight-way joystick and two buttons, one for forward firing torpedoes and one to shoot up and down to hit above-water enemies and below enemies with depth charges. And it sounds like this. I was going to do an implausible backstory. I was going to do a long piece as ridiculous U-boat commander, Sean Connery, complete with over-the-top Scottish voice pretending to be Russian. But... With the Russian war man going on at the moment, it would be very, very wrong if you're not going to do that. We really hope this war is over very soon, and Russia to leave Ukraine
1: the fuck alone. Go for it, Sean. I've just done some quick notes as I was playing it. Mm-hmm. And it's an unusual push-screen horizontal shooter, so you can go along at your own speed. That being said, you can't because you stay, stay still for any more than a couple of seconds. And you get, you're going to get overwhelmed. Yes, don't linger too long because of the time limits. And aggressively endless spawning enemies, respawning enemies. You kill stuff and it comes back really quick. I suppose you have to
0: because you'd just be hanging around point scabbing unless something chased you from behind, perhaps. So they've got to keep you moving somehow, haven't they?
1: Yes, the developers went on to form Nazca, some of the developers, which made the Metal Slug games, You can clearly see how many ideas were, were germinated in this... And it became the Metal Slug game, like the firing up and the firing across.
0: Our friend, Garen Mm -hmm. Tungate, who's a massive shmupper, calls this Metal Slug
1: underwater. Especially Metal Slug 3, Mm -hmm. I think he said. So he's got a point there. You can shoot the enemy missiles and depth charges before they get to you. That is
0: unusual in shmups, and something I couldn't really get my head around as I was playing it. I spent a lot of wasted time trying to avoid the shots been fired at. I mean, we can just shoot them in a the very limited play area you have. That's probably why they're letting you shoot the, the projectiles f- f- being thrown at you because there's not a lot of room to move around. So you have to shoot stuff to get out of your way.
1: Yeah. There's, Weird, a, there's, that. there's a couple of pickups. There's an M pickup, which gives you surface to air missiles, but you've got to be on the surface to fire them. Yeah. There's an A pickup, which, A, a which fires little balloons that sit on the surface until they hit something. Yeah, and then below. so they're useful for staying below and I shooting up. I like balloons. Up. But the M missiles are good if you you're floating on the water and if you can fire. You can get four, I think. I've got. I don't know if you can get any more.
0: Yeah,
1: they're, they're um, and they, they, they they're homing
0: on, missiles. Yeah,
1: homing on the aircraft. Blue power up gives you slow but powerful front firing torpedoes even slower than your normal torpedoes so oh, avoid God. them red gives you stronger torpedoes blue capsules release star bubbles star bubbles, bubbles! bubbles! and we worked out if you get 100 points from these bubbles they're like 5, 10, 5 you build up 100 points you get an extra life nice and the green power up makes your torpedo split into two which is quite good but it's not very long range Just mm-hmm. stage one the south pole or the north pole the south pole frozen rocks diagonal freeze ray cannon. oh god they're annoying I didn't get to them I was watching
0: a video on it and the person who was playing it who's an expert player kept getting shot by them it's just ah,
1: annoying yeah it really throws you in at the deep end straight away I
0: see what you did there
1: oh uh, yeah uh, deep end I didn't do that on purpose but just let's say I did Yes, yeah, so it doesn't break. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. There's really long levels. These there's only six, but they're really long. And you're thinking, this is like this is like a three quarters of the way through level. This of a of a standard game. Yeah. But your ship is so big and the, your bullets are so slow. We we'll talk about there. Stage two, sunken town. This is It looks gorgeous. This game looks gorgeous. Mm. Shoot your way through sunken skyscrapers, destroy bridges. You actually go into the skyscrapers and you have to find your way through them. You actually beat your ship is behind the front oh, right. of the skyscraper, okay. So you can see it through the windows. Interesting. And it, you, you, there's only one way you can go. So you should just keep shooting and bombing until something opens up and you come out on top and then you're like, okay, well, stage three, the channel looks like some kind of docking area, not docks. Not like a Star Trek dock. And It's got robots on it that look like them little ones off Star Wars, the attacks Okay. Trains, trains, right? You think, well, oh, there's a train track. There's a, there's a Underwater? A huge, Eh? Uh, on, the, on the docks. Okay. And, it, it's, and there's this huge rocket on it. I think, right, I'll shoot that. And it drops. And it's got to be a quarter of the screen big. Wow. So you've got you've to be moving before it drops or you're uh, dead. Deaded. Stage three, deep, dark sea. You have lights stage on Stage sub- four. Oh, yeah. I've done, I've done stage three. That's Do the stage train. stage four. Yeah, stage... What did I say? Do stage four. Stage four... The deep, dark sea. You get lights on your submarine. Oh, that's Great nice. Graphics. Vertical scroll in this one. Ooh. Eels! Oh, I'm we lucky. were talking about eels early, weren't we? In, eels. Not, these are not in the bag, though. Eels get... of fate. Eels of fate. <laughs> it's my new novel, that is. Eels of fate. If it's a Merland, Eels of fate. I wander down a lonely pond. Looking for the eels of fate. Eels carry, of carry fate. Carry on, stop it. Stop. I saw an I saw anomaly. <laughs> three-headed sea dragon is here.
0: Are you keep going on your fantastical hallucinogenic journey, or is there actually three-headed <laughs> sea dragons in the game?
1: Yeah, that's at the end of level four. Oh, yeah. it's the boss. Okay. Yeah. Seabed Ruins is stage five. This this one is where you you, you go down vertically. Yeah. And there's this like, these, like kind of... You know in Nemesis, where you get to that volcano stage and it's spitting out rocks? Yeah. Well, it's like this. You're going down, it's spitting out rocks on you. Okay. And underwater, some lava rocks. Can you awesome shoot it. them? Possibly. You didn't I, get I out of fire, did you? I know I didn't. I had it on sort of endless credits at this stage. What were you cheating get? King Poseidon or some guy starts chasing you up a walled tunnel. Ooh. And, and he's head is like a half a screen big and he's like crawling at this tunnel and you're you're trying to keep ahead of him. Is that the same as
0: the later game Metal is it Metal Slug three when you're getting you're getting chased up where you've got to keep jumping up the up the platform and there's a big bitey sharky thing trying to get you. It reminds yeah. me of that. Yeah. You yeah, can tell it's from these same people, can't you? Using the
1: same Slug, kind of ideas. Metal Slug X I think or Metal Slug two, yeah. Yeah I remember doing it on the game. Yeah and it, it's really Really great graphics, and then when you get to the top of this level, you've got to shoot rocks that land on this King Poseidon's head, and it starts smashing his face off. And in the end, it's just like a, it's just like a red like Skellington skull, and Ooh, like a, skellington. A eventually he dies. But after good, eighty Right, the last level is the enemy base, all electric. She gave you like an electric kind of underwater. Tower. That's not good, is it? Water and electric uh, do not mix. Everyone knows that. There's a great rippling water effect in the background, really swishy. Yeah, swishy is always good. A swishy water, a swishy water, not normal water. And the, the final boss is a huge rocket that is half a screen big. Wow! And you and you shoot him, and then he breaks into and uh, shoot him again. He breaks into another bit, shoot him again. Break, you know, ninety-seven 90. times. Eventually, he dies. And there's a there's a really nice end screen where you're travelling back, you know, right to left through some of the levels, and there's people waving and clapping at you on the dock and like, Oey. cool. And the credits roll up. Question: what? On the later
0: levels, is there any slowdown on the arcade version?
1: Yes, a there, there bit. is. Yes, because I imagine
0: yeah. there would be because there's so much going on on screen, and I'm not sure. I I know what processor the the pcb uses and it's not one familiar to me i presume it's a 16-bit processor from the, the age but i know mm. for a fact that people were saying that the ps1 and the saturn versions of this the ports of this have got horrendous slowdown in it because there's so many sprites moving around the screen and all the pixel art moving around and it's not surprising that there was the, the slowdown in it but i wasn't sure that the arcade version had slowdown or not but you reckon it does
1: Only very little. I only noticed two or three places where it did, and that was when the screen was full of bullets. I wonder if
0: that's to do with emulation, where it would happen on a real PCB. Ah, we don't know, do we? Maybe Mr. Flinster can tell us, because he's got the arcade PCB of this, and it's because I got it for him. Sort of. Um. We were at one of the shows, one of the replays, and he picked it up. And he looked at it and went, oh, in the hunt. And my eyes flicked over to him quick and went, what? And it was like 150 quid or something, something like that. And I said, you should buy that. And he looked at me and I said, buy it now or I will. And he went, okay, I'll buy it. And it's worth about 600 quid now. It's worth a lot of money. So Dave, can you play and get through it and credit through it and see if some of the later levels have slowed down for us, please, and tell us. Thank you very much. I didn't want the game anyway. I don't even like it that much. So he could have it f- happily.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so tips and secrets.
0: Basically, my tips and secrets is basically be a shmup god with the patience of a saint.
1: Yeah, I've I, I tried all... You need Always. patience for this game. I tried different weapon combinations. I tried rushing through it. I tried crawling through it. And I just didn't get a very good score at all. Mm-mm. And, and well, in the not end... Not many people did. I tried... Yeah, you know, just going along the bottom. You know, shooting the bottom stuff, but then the top stuff kept spawning and dropping bombs on you. Yeah, and th- it's a bit a lo- of a... There was a lot of unfair hmm. bits. There it's was these violent. rockets. There was these rockets rising through the through the ground. You know, from these like silos ascending. And, that's the word. And you've got to dodge through them. But <laughs> if you get out the other side, there's something there waiting to kill you straight away. Ugh, you, kill you've got you to, right to death. You've got to be bombing on it. And the end-of-level bosses, oh, my God, they're so hard. I, I think – I don't know if I cleared the second-level boss. I don't think I did. No, I didn't I get did, to the first I, one. I did with loads of practice. The first yeah. one I can do every time because it's a little a little trick. Yeah. But the second, even looking at YouTube, I still couldn't do it. Mm. Not in not in normal play. I did, like, just practicing, practicing, but not in, like a, like, a one credit.
0: What do you reckon of the graphics and sound? I think most people are, are in – agreement with you
1: yeah the graphics are absolutely stunning amazing animation
0: i wasn't Uh, stunned but they are nice sprite art uh but they're they're wasted like a lot of a lot of the bullet hells that you play which are gorgeous looking if you stop and look at them but they're cluttered by a million billion things all going on at the same time which i think is overkill and it's wasted Mm. Uh, I think this game does look good. If you stop it for and, and study, it, it looks lovely. But when you're trying to play the game, it's just a clutter. It's a massive clutter. Yeah, the animation and, yeah, it kind yeah, of ruins the colours it to, for me. It's just, yeah, it looks really good.
1: Level design's good as well. Diff- every level is different. Yeah, the, the sounds pretty decent. It's got that kind. Of, it's almost like a Sega Mega Drive kind of vibe to the sound. Actually,
0: oh, it's got that kind of. Uh, it's FM synthesis. They call it.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sort of MIDI sounds, isn't it?
1: Yeah and and the marquee and the bezel are, are just really good as well. Really are you thinking I'm, of
0: the one they got at Galloping Ghost or the original one? Cuz we've got to talk it- about this actually cuz the the machine they got at the Galloping Ghost was custom made before they got it and the marquee is like a sort of a rounded marquee and it's filled with water And it's got a little air um, pump in it, pumping water. So it's got bubbles in it. And I think it's Mm -hmm. got like submarines inside the marquee. It's actually sort of live, almost like a fishbowl marquee. And when we were there, it was bubbling away and it looks really gorgeous. And I think that's what you were thinking about originally. But the actual actual original marquee of the submarine is quite good as well. It's quite nice. But the one they got at Fun Spot is brilliant. And apparently it leaked and all the water's come out of it. But I think our friend Pete Hart, Super Pete, should go at it with his with his sealant gun and fix it because it needs to have a water back in again because it was really, really nice, that custom marquee. And it just
1: really made the machine look really cool. I loved it. Yeah, the Pi Factory guys reminded us of that. I remember seeing it when he said it. Yeah, yeah
0: we've seen it in action. We've seen it bubbling away. It looks really good, but apparently it leaked. Which is
1: a bit of a bummer. Mm. Yeah, Especially get it fixed.
0: Le- get it fixed, Gallop and Ghost. Come on, we want to see it. It's awesome.
1: It's on electrics.
0: Yes, don't want that happening,
1: Mm -hmm. electrics. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the marquee is great, the bezel is great. I didn't see any side art online. No, I've got a
0: feeling it's a kit, you know. I don't think there was ever a machine, I think it's just a kit. PCB, marquee, control panel, art. that's all it is, I believe. Mm -hmm. But they they could have made some really brilliant side art for it, because you've got underwater themes, submarines, torpedoes, all that sort of gear, that'd be really cool to put on the side of a cab, but
1: yeah, not so good. Yes, Trivia, Trivia. D A S in the game, but the game keeps going on. You have defeated D A S. It stands for Dark Anarchy Society. Sounds cool. Does sound cool. I join Dark I, Anarchy Society. It sounds brilliant. I bet you would, and they'd be playing the Cure and that, wouldn't they? Oh, like. amazing! Gothy McGoth band. Yeah, do you listen to Gothy McGoth band? Some, still. Good, They're good, aren't they? Them. I like their eighties hit. Let's all sing the goth. Yeah, let's mm. all do the goth down the goth, <laughs> goth walk. Oh, oi, e, I like bats. <laughs> probably what it goes like, is it? That's brilliant. Uh, yes, it was created by the same. Some of the people, not all of them, have been looking into this. That did the R-Type series. Yeah. So there's kind of a similarity to the chunky style graphics. And then they went went on to form Nazca, An which we offshoot. know. And they only did. They did Neo Turf Masters, and they only did Metal Slug 1, 2, and 3, they didn't do any more. What is that game that's very like Metal Slug,
0: but I think it's got like a horror theme to it? Dave Flintster had it oh, I don't in know. two of his Dino King cabinets linked together, and it's on um, IPS hardware. It's called Demon Front but I can't remember what the name of the game is. I thought those people did that game as well.
1: It's a really
0: good game. It's very similar to the Metal Slug. It's got like a horror theme to it. And that is probably the best-known thing about the game. The people who did In The Hunt went on to make some other great games as well. And you reckon
1: there's four different endings to this, like we're ever going to finish it, for goodness sake. Yeah, apparently there is. The the one I saw... Was cheating through it, and you know you got you got a nice little screen where the credits rolled, and then you you your ship went back through some of the I think maybe two of the levels, and people were little sprites were clapping and cheering yeah. as you went through. End in one, beat the game in one player mode using at least one continue. End two, beat beat the play player, beat the game in one player mode without using a continue. Ending in three. Oh yeah, beat, beat the game in two player mode and defeat the other player. After the last boss, oh, it does—it does look um, a
0: double dragon at the end.
1: Don't know. You got to ending, fight each other out. Ending four, beat the game in two-player mode and let the timer run out. Ooh. How would you ever
0: know that if you played this? You, paid, you spent about nine quid finishing this game off, right? Continuing through it with your friend. Mm. How would you know to let the timer run out? And also, if you're playing two players together, how? How would you even do that? How crowded the game is already with one player, with your big sprite? How would you play two players on the same screen? That'd be really, really cluttered, wouldn't it? And how would yeah. you go about fighting with each other to, to win the game? You must be facing each other at the end. Oh, oh. on YouTube. That's it's interesting, in isn't it? That's, yeah, that's really odd, that. Yeah, we forgot to mention, this is a two-player simultaneous game as well, which I can't see that would work. It'd be too,
1: too cluttered, surely. You can see it happening in the attract mode, but I wonder okay. if there's any... I bet there's some more slowdown with that. I only noticed it a couple of times, to be fair, when it, when the screen was really, really busy with bullets and that.
0: Which is most of the time.
1: Yes, but Right, time. oh, we've
0: got some pretty damn good scores, actually. Okay, let's start... Oh, my God, all the way down at the bottom. Someone's got 100 points. This is Johnny B. Thank you, I Johnny think- B, for your very, very poor effort. I think that I think he's just sort
1: of saying that I think he turned it on
0: and just gone no no, no.
1: what the one point retro rex 8400 ross ross 10000 dead dead which will will a lot playing yeah. this game yeah you will be a lot Selberg, got 12,300. Love the visuals, but this game was horrible. Way too difficult and way too frustrating. If I was dropping in real quarters with this machine, I wouldn't have spent more than 75 cents. Absolutely. Mike TV, 20,080.
0: Despite the difficulty, I do like the game. Iron, those chaps could really crack on when the Metal Slug created a game for me that at least feels different from other shooters, despite it. It is different. It is different, especially with the underwater theme. Very different.
1: You missed a couple of scores here. Uh, Mark Grave, you got 14,300. What was I looking at?
0: Andrew Driver got 17,400. Then it was Mike TV.
1: Yeah. Then Ian Cullen, 20,200. Only a quick few goes tonight, but it seems like there might be a decent game in there, but it also looks like a bit of a coin muncher died on the first pass. Same here. Roger Dodger,
0: 20,900. As Iron Games go, this is a strange one, and I'm really not sure what to make of it. Nice graphics and sound, but the concept is kind of strange. So myself instantly confused by the weapon system and the upgrades i'm not sure if i still quite understand what's going on one minute i have torpedoes and missiles the next afternoon i'm going to have torpedoes and ball cocks which is the balloons i hadn't realized you can move to the surface to shoot stuff above the water spent way too much time dodging air bombardment before figuring this out not obvious and a bit of a daft design mechanic i'm also unsure what to make of the in the custard like movement of the sub in the custard a strange
1: title so there's, there's another score here. I don't know if you've got the updated sheet. Pilbo got 20,300. Have you got that? Oh, yeah, I missed that. Why am I missing scores, Sean? Why
0: can't I read tonight? You've
1: infected me. Not. You've I infected have, me haven't.
0: with reading remembrance
1: <laughs> or something. Groove Furnishings PLC. He says, While furnishing my usual sofa, I played this game. It was good. Goodbye.
0: 22,800 points. Michael Mm. Vortman's been on. 24,100 points. Way too difficult. Learning to shoot flying stuff from the surface helped, but still way too difficult. How can you dare charging real coins for this in the hunt?
1: Next is you, 24,800. Yeah, token score. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. Matthew Bridge, 26,400. He is Jimmy, 29,000. It's just not my scene, man. Retro Schmupper, Shmuppa, uh, uh, Garen, 31,400. Mr. Messi, 31,800. 31, 31,800, I can't speak now. You can't this do numbers looks, anymore. Uh, numbers, are, numbers are confusing. This game looks fantastic, unfortunately. There is too much stuff happening on screen for my tiny mind to cope with. I am confused. We are confused
0: together. J-Ping Barber, 32,700. Don't like it. Looks pretty, but it's when arcade games got greedy. Unless you're a, a gaming god, you have to keep feeding it coins to get anywhere. You need to get every power-up, and if you die, you, are, you aren't in the hunt. You're in the shit.
1: Yeah, that, that's a thing. Yeah, you, you go back to basic bullets, and if you die yeah, on that, one that, of the end-of-level bosses, it's really difficult. Games
0: suffer when they do that. It should at least leave you with one or two power-ups. If you've, you've collected a, a pile of them, maybe you should just lose a few, not all of them.
1: Yeah, it's one of my bugbears on Absolutely, sh- same here. Paul McCaskey, Caskey-Paul, <laughs> 32,900. Love the graphics style of this one, plus I think it has an interest in mechanics. Unfortunately, it's way too bloody hard, and the first level lasts an eternity. They are long levels, even though yeah. there's only six of them. I think they're just slow.
0: One Punch mm. Wrong, 35,500. Int to unt, great graphics and sound. One of the loudest games I've ever had on my cab. The constant stream of bad guys and bullets is just too much when your own rate of fire is so slow. If you have to keep firing, why not auto-fire? Really bad one for my hands. Yeah, that's the second person who said that.
1: Mm, Dave London. 52320. I just wanted to my submit my score by in the hunt. Never played the game before. It's a bit weird if I'm honest, and I just can't get good at it. If it was if it was my fave IRM game, Kung Fu Master, I might have got on a bit better with it.
0: Yeah, I would definitely persevere at Kung Fu Master. Because I love Kung Fu Master. MX5 dob. MX5 dob. Mm. 103,700.
1: Scores getting good now, over 100,000. Date of birth maybe dob. I don't know. We don't have to ask him. Wise Mids, 104, 400. Finally made it off level one. This game is a little bit tough. Uh, so
0: if you get after, off level one, you get 100,000 points. That's quite good going. UVT
1: Kingy, 122,600. That's Us versus Them Kingy. That's Kingy. From, oh. From RGDS. I know. It, I'm meeting him next he's, month. He's in a band called. Is in a band called Us, Us Versus Them, UVT.
0: Yeah, I'm meeting him next month, so there. no. Nah.
1: Well, when are you meeting him? Uh, uh, next month? One of the Tuesdays in next month, yes. The next month? Yes. All right. So next, sorry. I'll try old, and get like, there this time. Old man Steve, 141,300
0: points. You just missed Nick 73, 141,200 points. Oh, my. Well,
1: we're not doing very well on this score team. And right? then you... 148,400. I know I could have done better. I'm disappointed with that. Yeah, but, really, but I know why. There you go. Uh,
0: old Man Steve. We got two scores for Old Man Steve. He got a bit better, 149,200. Uh, you put him in, in twice
1: because you this are is, a fool. This is me doing it at the last minute.
0: Do. You delete that. I'll tell you about Stuart Warp. He got
1: 169,600. He's done well. Mm. Jeremy. Riley. 170,300. Great graphics, nice weapon upgrade system for your weapons and some inventive level design. Should add up to a really good blaster, but it's so damn hard. Rob DC, 180,
0: 181,400.
1: Ah, Neil, Mr. 20 to 5, 203,400. He, he was, up until last night, he was second place, we've had so many last-minute scores. has been
0: beaten here. Nat mere- Matt Neo MK, 268,500. is quite an upgrade. An unusual shooter with push scrolling. R-Type meets Metal Slug underwater. Not a bad game, but the push mechanic gets tiring real quick. RM have done several better shooters. Okay, but won't return in a hurry.
1: Mm. Zestora, 290,300.
0: These are good scores now. Brian Haribo, 313,200. Slow and steady wins to race.
1: Wins to race. This is at the 11th hour, these couple... 325,800 from Mr. Rygar, last year's winner. Aloha, 10 pence. hope you are both well. I'm not in Hawaii or even Aloha. Alloa—that's of Scotland, is it? But it's been so sunny here in these past few days. I'm taking a moment to close my eyes and imagine I am and relax because come on, in the hunt is com- a completely uninspiring. Is put in the hunt, what a c- yeah. He's the second person to get banned for using the swear word. Yeah, completely uninspiring game. Okay, so the pixel art is beautiful. The gameplay—what gameplay? It's an all all inch forward pull back. Press fire button as fast as possible, all the time, and get bored. I stuck with this for a bit because I wasn't going to let it beat me, but I won't be coming back. Let's have something good next time, something classic. No more Neo Geo games, please. It's not quite a Neo Geo game, but I can imagine why you'd think it would be.
0: Mm-hmm. Before we do the winner and score place number one, where is Bill and Louis Wellham? They've not been can on. I, I don't oh, think so. Uh, you missed them. they will be hell to pay if you missed There'll them. yeah I suspect Louie's got about $4 billion. <laughs> he, He's an up-and-coming Mr. Charlie Farr, he is. Mr. That's Charlie Farr right. has not played it because he did not like the mechanics. So, no. in number one score is Peter Ward, 487,300 points. Slow down aside, I think it's a good but tough game. Got to level four once and its bubbling balls of fire kicked my ass. So, well done, Peter. That's a big score.
1: How do, they, find- how do people persevere with this game? How would they do it? I can only find up and down score from Bill. Nothing, nothing after that. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, welcome to the
0: scores, Peter Ward. And- yeah, he's done well on that. Is that his first one? He's, he's admitted. Yeah. Wow, yeah. well done. Anyway, 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 anyway. Anyway. On the consoles, uh, the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation got a version in 96 and 97. And the computers, oh, the PC, Windows 95 CD-ROM got a version, and Windows Online, and the Apple Macintosh got a version in Arca- IREM Arcade Hits by Mu, and mm. a later version of that as well. So it's been on a few compilations. But that's about it.
1: What do you reckon, okay. Sean? Changes and improvements. How would you
0: make this game better? Because it needs Small, it.
1: Smaller submarine. Yes, Faster check. bullets. check. Faster submarine. Check. Less respawning of enemies that were killed two seconds ago. Yeah. Extra lives at 100k, etc. You, you do get an extra life if you collect those All those things, yeah. Star bubbles! Star bubbles! Shooting through the sky, but you need to get to like level four before we can even get them. Yeah. Keep at least some of the power when you die. Yeah, absolutely. It's very nearly a good game. Right, this is a game
0: I really thought a lot of the listeners would enjoy and I think we need one to enjoy. Looks and sounds of business, dev'd by the guys of Metal Slug fame and made by Irem who makes some excellent games. How could I be in so wrong? This game is an inch forward, shoot a million things in a cluttered play area nightmare. I watched a YouTube video of the famous long player extraordinaire Slouchy playing it And it took them nearly six minutes to do the first level. And, pun intended, they are no slouchy. It was even boring to watch an expert play in it. And normally I really like watching people play games. I'm not sure it's even the difficulty that's the problem here. It's the clutter of level design and the sprites being too big. Along with that, you can shoot projectiles, which really messed me up. That just isn't natural in shmups, but as I said earlier, in this game, I think you have to be able to shoot what's being shot at you because you just can't get out of the way of it. There's too much going on, and your ship is too big to move around.
1: Yeah, I think you only get your time is like ninety nine, but I think as you get through certain parts of the level, you get more time, don't you? It, yeah, the time goes up again. I'm not sure. I didn't really pay much. Notice that, but I remember getting down to like 16 time, oh, right. and it went back up to 50, so there must be checkpoints. Maybe check if you hit points. a certain
0: checkpoint, you get another 10 or 20 seconds or something. I think so. So, the way we do this is... no
1: If ever there was a game of style over substance, this is it. Annoy for me, I'm afraid. I won't be playing again.
0: No, I was so disappointed. A game I'd never really played and was really looking forward to. Annoy. This is a new bit of the section we're going to put in here now. This is called The Last Word. If you want a good underwater schmup, go play Battle of Atlantis. It's a reskinned skinned stroke bootleg scramble game, themed underwater, and it's really good. Play that rather than this. Finished. Mic drop. <laughs> next show's game. Uh-oh. It's Sean's pick for the next game we're going to play. And before you pick some manky old guff like you're going to, just saying, just saying, burger time.
1: Hmm? 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 No, I'm not a fan of Burger Time. Oh, you idiot. It's too slow. So, and, what, what are we going to play, Sean? Right, I've given this a bit of playtesting. I think it's good. It's Solar, Solar Fox. And I've written by the side of it. What the F is this BS? Well, you play, it's kind of like it's a shoot 'em up meets Pac Man kind of thing. Is I, it had a, co- sort of, I
0: had a quick go of it, and that's why I wrote that. so hopefully i'm going to get into it a bit more
1: yeah i need one quick game Bally midway 1981 so it's right it's right it could be in janky area you like your janky game yeah i do i do romy solar fox s-o-l-a-r-f-o-x three lives you can select three or seven lives at the beginning
0: this is like and i think it's on the same hardware as satan's hollow if you put more coins in you can have more lives we're only yeah. using three lives. Do not be a cheating get. Three lives only, please.
1: Novice speed. You don't pick expert speed. I think the only difference is you've got on the novice speed, I think it explains it, you press a button to speed up. Yeah. On the expert speed, it's on fast speed anyway, and you press that same I'm button so to more... slow down.
0: Ooh. So we're playing the novice speed. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. We'll have a look at that one. It better be good, Sean.
1: Be I, th- I, think, I think he's quite good.
0: I thought In The Hunt was going to be good. How wrong I was.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. Ten pence effect in full effect. Now, we'd like you to submit your score as an email to the website, vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. On Twitter, with the hashtag 10 score hashtag 10PScore, or Facebook as a comment on the podcast post. You can use Sidekick app as well. Uh, UK vac on the comments there. And the deadline for score submission is the 18th of April, uh, 5 p.m. UK time, please.
1: Yes. Wow. We're in April. Well, we're not, but we will be by the time we do that one. Any mm. hey,
0: road up? Have you got any passing shots, Sean? Before we get gone. <laughs>
1: Thank you for podcasting with me, Vic. And no I'm problem going at to, all. I'm going to go downtown with my, my, Bruce, the limping dog. Yep. And, and a bag Eric, full of eels. And Eric the eel in a bag. Yeah. And we're make, going
0: sure, to, make sure you have enough quality organic water for Eric the eel.
1: And we're going to entertain
0: tramps. You do realise I've already stopped recording.
1: Okay, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Sean. Yes, thanks, kids. Say good Goodbye. night to everyone. Good Thank you bye. for listening.
0: Bye bye. <laughs> you can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tempentsarcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at tenpencerk.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tempentsarcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.